Now, what I have for you is a nice goat cheese and heirloom tomato frittata. And we're going to top that with a little cream fraiche. Can I just get some goddamn tater tots? They say that necessity is the mother of all invention. I have been so hungry that I have actually, I wouldn't say invented, because this particular thing has been around quite some time, but it's been the first time that I've actually attempted at making it. I've eaten plenty of them, but I've never actually attempted to make one. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's an omelette. Oh, okay. Yes, I've, I've gotten them at restaurants. I have not tried to make it at home. They are incredibly easy to make. They look like it would be hard with all that stuff that gets put in them. Now, I thought the same, but I was so goddamn hungry. It was like two, it was about two o'clock in the morning. I hadn't eaten for like 12 hours. So I was starving, famished. So I stuck my head in the fridge just to see what I had. And the only thing I had was stuff that I actually had to cook. There was nothing I could just grab out of the fridge and then take back to my computer chair and then munch on. So I look in the fridge and go, fuck. I have to actually cook something. God damn it. <laughs> so I take inventory of what I had in the fridge. I had some, had some mushrooms left over from a previous meal, a bag of shredded cheese, some pork chops. Pork chops take too long to fry up, though. And a carton of eggs. So I said, huh, eggs I can make. That's pretty easy. I got cheese. So I put two and two together. I said, oh, I got an omelet. I got mushrooms right there, so I can even put mushrooms in the omelet, too. Oh, so you just made a simple eggs, cheese, and mushrooms? Yeah. Okay, nothing extra fancy. No, not like I'm that fucking Waffle House or nothing. So I crack open three eggs, put them in a cup, scramble up the eggs buttered up the pan, uh, used a non-stick skillet. Uh, I found that using uh, stainless steel skillets, actually, the, even after you've greased up the pan, the egg tends to stick a lot. So, gotta use a, uh, a non-stick skillet for best results. And be the, be the one with the Teflon coating. Obviously, Don wouldn't know anything about what I'm talking about, because hey, I, I got don't a think full, you own... No, I got a full set of skillets and all that stuff. Have it's they nice ever set. touched the surface of your stove? Like a couple of them have. Some of them have never been touched. <laughs> you just go out to fucking wherever it is that you go, get your utensils, and you bought a bunch of shit, and they never get used. That's right. That's... I've got I've got plates and stuff. I eat leftovers on. Oh, what Usually. leftover frozen pizza that you bought at a store down the street? No, well, no, just like leftover uh, whatever I get at a restaurant. I know I'm terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, you're just the ultimate bachelor. You can't even. T- care for yourself well okay so in my freezer i ha- I do have i think four waffles like frozen waffles that doesn't even count you can't even make your own waffles and some ice well yeah you can you just throw them in the toaster that's not making your own goddamn waffles exactly uh, the fridge i know i have butter um got a little beer orange juice yeah and i bet that goes with a vodka or something no well orange juice is when my friend was in this past week he, he got some orange juice Oh, he got the orange juice. And the butter he got. Okay, there was nothing in the fridge to begin with. So there's nothing in the fridge. Okay, everything that's in your fridge now, you didn't get. Your buddy had to get for you. No, I had the waffles. That was like a week or two ago. (sighs) And, there, you know, I had the baking soda. Fuck, you gonna use baking soda for other than the? Okay, you it have keeps, a thing. It keeps the fridge clean, uh, <laughs> smelling good. You, it keeps my empty fridge smelling fresh. Yeah, I know. I guess it, it, it prevents the emptiness of the odor of emptiness from permeating the other empty spaces of the exactly. fridge. Exactly. I know it doesn't make any sense. It's fucking pathetic. God help me. So anyway, I dump the uh, dump the scrambled egg into the skillet. So you just mix them up real fast. Scramble a bunch of eggs. How many eggs? Three. And you throw them into the skillet. Throw them in the skillet. It'll cover the whole the whole skillet. You don't want to use a huge skillet because then it'll, you'll just end up with a really thin omelet that just breaks. 
and it's hard to hard to deal with. Gotcha. Another thing, use a plastic spatula because if you use a metal on a Teflon surface, you will damage the Teflon surface. And also the egg will stick to the metal spatula and it'll start ripping and breaking. And then you'll just end up with scrambled eggs. You won't even have nothing to make an omelet with because it'll all be jacked up. So you keep the temperature down. This is before you heat up the skillet. Uh, you can you could start from a cold skillet. I prefer to heat preheat the skillet because it just makes things go faster. While I'm while I'm beating the eggs, I'll uh, or scrambling up the eggs, I'll usually have the, the oven going, the top going, usually on the medium heat. So you, you you dump the eggs in there. It'll uh, they'll start to harden as the egg cooks. It'll harden. And if you can, you don't have to. You can flip it if you're feeling adventurous. If you know, if you think you can without destroying the omelet, I've I've destroyed several omelets trying to flip it too early. <laughs> so I ended up just with scrambled eggs and bacon. Right. But or you can just let let it cook from the bottom up and just cook the whole way the whole omelet that way. You never have to flip it. And then you put your cheese in and then put whatever else you you want in there: onions, green peppers, mushrooms, whatever the fuck you want to put in there. Let the cheese melt a little bit. So it takes roughly about a minute. And then you just kind of fold it over right on itself. You got to be gentle. Because if you go too fast, you'll just rip the omelet. And then you'll have a cheesy, gooey, burnt mess in the skillet. But you get it to cook all the way through, though. Yeah. Well, it's an egg. You can eat raw eggs. Yeah, but still. So, yes. I was that goddamn hungry. I actually taught myself to make an omelet. Well, it doesn't sound like the hardest thing ever to do. I'll tell you. A good bachelor food. This will be right up your alley, Don. Because this is easy. Take a slice of bread. You take a shot glass. You cut out the center of the slice of bread, and then you butter the, the little. So you're left with a little bread puck or a bread disc. Okay. And then you bread, you butter the bread, including the puck, on both sides, and then you throw it into the skillet with a little bit of oil, or I should say, well, yeah, Pam would work. Just something that it won't stick. So like you're like you're making a grilled cheese, but you you grill the puck separately. So you butter them all both sides. Yes. Uh, then you cut out a puck or a little shot glass puck in the center. Yes. And you cook them separately. Yeah, I mean, well, in the same skillet. In the but... same skillet at the same time. Okay. Yeah. But, um, and then once you've browned both sides, you take an egg and you just cr- dump it right into where the hole is in the in the bread. Okay. And that's called an egg in a basket. And that's right up your alley, Don, because that's easy to make. It's perfect bachelor food. You'd be done in about 10 minutes. So what happens? The egg just cooks into the bread? Yes, it cooks into the bread. So just, okay. And then you have a buttery, heavenly piece of bread with an egg in there and then you have the even more delicious buttery bread puck this sounds really healthy it's <laughs> extremely not healthy but it does sound interesting to try out or you can or if you want to want to uh, an, what is it called an egg in a basket yeah, egg in a basket it's got like eight thousand different names but i was raised on on egg, egg in a basket. basket it's real easy to make not that hard also so sometimes what i like to do i'll, I'll cook the bacon first and then fry the egg in the bacon grease what you cook the, you cook the you cook the bacon. Mm-hmm. So as you know, when you cook bacon, you're left with this greasy puddle oh, in the skillet. Oh yeah. So then you just crack the egg open and just dump it into the into the bacon grease. This is not the basket egg thing. This is just separate. You can do it that way if you want. See, that's the thing about cooking. I'm realizing with cooking, you do whatever the fuck you want. Like I, I, I've done, I've made several recipes. I, I followed it to the T the first time, and then I ate it. I said, huh, you know, I'm gonna add this, 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 and this, and then change that and that. It turns out even better. Not bad. It's called a creative license. You really need to learn how to cook. Well, you're not like just a hundred percent. You're not. Who am I thinking of? I don't even know any good cooks. No, I'm not no Bobby Flay or nothing. I don't want to be. That's right. The, 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 I, I'm not going to turn into Randy Marsh in South Park. 
the whole cream fraiche and then trying to get my own cooking show. Cream fraiche? <laughs> you go cream fraiche? Can I just get some goddamn tater tots? <laughs> I just like that episode with the internet. When the internet's up. <laughs> then they break into that shed and he's just coated. Oh, Like ectoplasm. I don't think I could ever... Oh, the pain of, of that much buildup. Oh. Yeah, never happened before. Oh. Never will. It's the fire hose. Get the poison out! Well, welcome to to the Retro Cooking Show. The Retro apparently. RPG part... This is episode one of the Retro RPG Cooking Show. Why don't that just be the tits if we just completely change the show where we never talk about <laughs> games, we just talk about our shitty cooking style <laughs> of, like, cooking easy stuff that anybody could really know how to do? See, nobody cooks in this day and age, though. Everybody's just fucking fast food or shit that you put in a microwave and hit start. That's true. It's not like uh, the good old days. Oh, speaking of fast food, I've gone three weeks without fast food. And then two days ago, I had nothing to take to work. So I, I, I had nothing in my fridge to, to cook before I could go to work. So I stopped at McDonald's to get me a 10-piece nugget with, with the fries and a drink. Oh, God, the worst kind. Well, no, it normally tastes good. I didn't want the fucking burger. I was trying to actually get something rather manageable and healthy, kind of. So you went to McDonald's. Where else am I going to fucking go at 11 o'clock in the, at, in the evening? Uh, I guess. Worst food I have ever eaten. And it used to taste so good. How could they screw up chicken nuggets? I don't think it's that they screwed it up. It tasted it tasted just like it used to, but I did not enjoy it. I never enjoyed McDonald's. I always felt like I got shot with a bear dart. He <laughs> just wanted to roll over and go to sleep. <sighs> I just fall over. So I th- I think my body has been spoiled by actual natural foods. But just three weeks straight of not eating fast food and actually preparing my own. Oh place. yeah, go months without it, and then when you get you start you like have a fast food meal, you feel like it's disgusting. Ugh, it tasted horrible. I couldn't finish it. A ten piece nugget, that should be simple enough. <laughs> I'm fucking glad I didn't get the fucking double quarter pounder with cheese. The Royale with cheese. Royale cheese. <laughs> Watch you wash them. <laughs> Watch you get them wet. I was washing. <laughs> I'm not gonna finish it. Just... Yeah, I know. No, no, no. <laughs> We've done it too much before. So if you're on a fast food diet, just try three weeks without it. Actually, eat actual real food and then go back to it. It will taste like pure hell. Oh, that reminds me too. I remember when I was in uh, when we were on leave after after boot camp in the Navy. I went to Red Lobster. So it was what was it two months of eating nothing but Navy Chow, and then I go to fucking Red Lobster. Worst decision I had ever made in my entire life. Because I had the, what was it, the, the Sea Feast, or this was back in 2001, so the, all, it was like a fucking two different lobster tails and shrimp all over the place and some type of fish, I can't exactly, and crab legs. That night, I spent two hours on the toilet. With Red Lobster? Red Lobster made you? Because I was eating nothing but Navy chow for two months. Uh-huh. For nine solid weeks. Your body couldn't handle it or something? No, my body had adjusted to what I had been eating for all that time. And then suddenly I introduced this foreign substance, and my body says, Whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck is this? The fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so bad. Yeah, it sounds like it. Now, you want to get into this into this game now? Yes. I think we're done talking about food. Our off-topic event slash game. Welcome to the Aperture Science Enrichment Center. 
Welcome to the Retro RPG Podcast. My name is Derek. My name's Don. And the recurring theme for the past couple of shows is one of us is exhausted. I am exhausted. It's way past my bedtime and it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, we never can record where we're both wide awake because I just woke up, so I'm fine. I've been up for 24 hours now. i got to go to work in 8 hours. Makes me mad. i got to go to sleep, too, somewhere in there. Jesus. <sighs> Luckily, I don't need 14 hours of fucking sleep in order to function. You're lucky, I guess. I am lucky. I wish I could just get rid of sleep altogether. I hate sleep. I love sleep. Oh. So refreshing. Gets in the way of everything. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. There's so much crap I could be doing rather than sleeping. I don't understand how you just lay in bed for 10, 12, 14 hours at a time. The best I've ever done is 17 hours. Ugh. I would would punch myself in the face. I've done that twice. Punch yourself in the face? No. Got 17 hours sleep. No, I partied when I woke up. Couldn't believe it. It's like an accomplishment. I worked hard for that. That was not waking up once. Achievement unlocked. Yeah, that's exactly right. That was not waking up one time. You time travel because you actually feel like you're in a different world when you wake up. You you go to bed and the sun's down. You wake up, the sun's still down. You're wondering, what the fuck time is it? Yeah, you almost slept 24 hours. <laughs> and you look at the clock. Is, is Day it is it? Yeah. Did I sleep an entire day off? My God. I gotta stay up all day tomorrow, too. Because I gotta work Thursday morning. Oh, it's too much. Man, I'm on, va- I'm on vacation right now. You're always on vacation. Well, that's true. Half of half, half half every week is a vacation. No. Yes? Well, the website is retrorpg.net. Email is podcast at retrorpg.net. And we have gotten some emails. No doubt. Yep. Uh, Ralph emailed us. To correct me in the what show was that? I think it was I think it was the Chrono Trigger Part Two or Part One where I was talking about some radio host that would bamboozle listeners into thinking that, that he had a guest host on and he was actually conversing with himself. Mm-hmm. And his name is Phil Hendry. Okay. And I remember when I first came down to Tampa, he was still on the radio and he had me bamboozled. And there was a few times where I almost called into the show to to argue with the with the guest host. <laughs> <laughs> and then shortly thereafter, I found out that it was all charade, and I felt dumb. Oh, it's easy enough to trick people, I guess. It is. Uh, we've got a new listener, Lewis. Although I think he's his language is not English. It's a Chinese? He might be Still Chinese. looking for that billion Chinese people that are listening to us. Actually, I've looked at the stats recently, and the bandwidth has actually leveled off. We are now consistently about 74 gigs worth of bandwidth every month. Huh. That's good. With uh, I think the Chinese actually dropped the third or fourth now. I don't have it in front of me. I'm not going to pull it up right now. But uh, he Lewis has suggested we play Darkstone on the PS1. Darkstone. Never even heard of it. Never heard of it myself. And then as we are recording, Darky has sent us an email. Uh, this is in regards to the emulator section of the site. And I do need to update the, the emulator section because for the PS, PS1 emulator, the BIOS is not listed, which it will not be listed. Because I legally am not allowed to list the bios, but I can at least point you in the right direction. <laughs> well, that's and that's the thing. This is, I think, not no, this is an off-topic show, kind of. But our next show, Wild Arms, that's our first PS1 game, right? I believe so. I don't think we've done any more any other PS1s, and I could tell by the graphics. I was like, God, these are really good. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. It's not super <laughs> Super Nintendo. They're actually 32-bit colors, not 16. Yeah. 
I was pretty uh, impressed with the graphics. Oh, that's right. This is like the most modern game we've played so far. But there is another file that is missing that I can't add to it. And I, uh, I don't remember the name, but I actually had to have Don look for it as well. You you are using the emulator, aren't you? Yes, I am using the emulator. You got it to work. I, I got my PS2 hooked up so I can play Wild Arms because I already had the game. I would be playing it at work except for the way that our tours are divided. As soon as I basically sit down within 45 minutes, I'm up moving around again throughout the building. So it's not like I can immerse myself in the game. And, and that, and there's usually at least one dildo that wants to come in at 3 o'clock in the morning to do work. I gotta sign his ass in. Yeah, I think my PS2 is slowly dying. My PS2 actually was still working good, and it's ten years old. It works. Uh, I got a pro. I, well, here's the thing: uh, open and close on it's kind of slow. <laughs> so it's kind of like lays like a little bit of struggle there. It's like and as it's closing, I'm like, all right, that's fine. It spins up well, two different times. I've been playing Wild Arms, and I got for like five hours into the game. Two different times. You know, it goes to a section like, let's say you go into a battle. Yeah. Let's say you, you leave a battle. Or there's a cutscene or whatever, and you're leaving the cutscene. It'll just freeze while it's black. But it's or not... While it, or while it's white. But it's not It's not frozen indefinitely, though. It recovers. No, it is. It's, it's That's it. Oh. Where I every button doesn't work, I have to reset it. So I save like crazy. Have you taken the disc and then... Eject the disc and then put it back in? Yeah, I eject and put it back in, hoping it'll... You know, find itself, but it doesn't. It's just blank. And I'm like, it hasn't happened twice in a row, but I save like crazy, because... So you get on Amazon and just buy you a PS1. They're like 20 bucks. Yeah, I guess I could probably do that. I don't think it's a disc. The disc looks spotless. It's got to be the some kind of hang up and load where it just forgets. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, that motor might be going bad in your in your drive. But I don't want to get like really far in the game without saving, and it th- uh. does that, because I just lose like an hour. I've only lost minutes. Uh, if I if uh, if I lost say three hours or four hours worth of gameplay, that's it. That that'd be it. I, I wouldn't play. We'd move on to the next game. Same here. But luckily, there's you can save from town to town, and it seems to be pretty good with that. I haven't gotten that far yet. I've only finished the call them the thieves uh, intro. Yeah, I'm definitely a lot farther than that now. But I have to actually restart, reload a save point on the thief deal, and then finish his deal again but i'm only about 20 minutes away from the end because i selected his story again and mm-hmm. it took me to the overworld and i don't know how to not or how to deselect that and then go back to the other character's intro deal you hit the start button oh well yeah i don't know if you have a controller you're playing with a keyboard no i'm using xbox controller i have a start button assigned to it yeah you can switch between them at any time oh. i think fuck i didn't know that yeah anytime like i have a manual in front of me yeah, because once you complete one of them, like, it's not going to say, okay, you're done with this guy. Okay. It's once you get to the festival and you're like, okay, you got to wait for the festival, then you have to kind of switch between them and get them all there. Oh, okay. Well, this isn't the Wild Arms show, goddammit. I know, we're talking too much, but I'm so pumped. Well, th- there you go. There's a, there's a little teaser for you. Got a little tease. Now let's get into the to the real game. And this is an off-topic game, so it doesn't have to be retro or it doesn't have to be an RPG. But it is a game. Hello, and, again, welcome to the Aperture Science Computer Aided Enrichment Center. We hope your brief detention in the relaxation vault has been a pleasant one. Your specimen has been processed, and we are now ready to begin the test proper. Before we start, however, keep in mind that although fun and learning are the primary goals of all Enrichment Center activities, serious injuries may occur. For your own safety and the safety of others, 
Please refrain from... Por favor, por donde falla. Muchas gracias. Deja la casa. Turn back. The portal will open in three, two, one. Now, I was compelled to purchase Portal because it received rave reviews. Yahtzee on Zero Punctuation claimed it was the second coming of Jesus, and everybody just demanded that I must have to buy the orange box. I've never seen his one on the first one. I've seen his review on the second one. I'll have to look up his first review. It's, it's not all that long because he's also including Half-Life Episode 1 and 2, or Half-Life 2 Episode 1 and 2, and Team Fortress 2, which is now free to play, by the way. So you have no excuse not to own it and play. But I remember we, we didn't do any kind of playthrough in preparation, so this is completely off of memory. But I remember when I started, wake up in this glass box, moving around, I'm throwing the clock around, I'm picking up the clip clipboard, throwing it around. Flushing the toilet Flush. like crazy. <laughs> and then you hear a voice. I'm like, okay, hold on to this alarm clock and bang it into the window while I listen. <laughs> like some kind of retarded test subject. That's all I did was break shit. There goes the coffee mug. <laughs> Throw it at the fucking sentries. It didn't take me long to figure out the premise of the portals. It's it's kind of like Bill O'Reilly. Set up portal, go in portal, portal goes in, portal goes out. Can't explain that. How in any way is it like Bill O'Reilly? <laughs> I, just, I just explained it. Go again? Portal goes in, portal goes out. Can't explain that. You You haven't seen the video of that, have you? I have not. Is it some kind of viral thing? It is a viral thing. You haven't seen the meme images? No. Bread goes in, toast comes out. Can't explain that. <laughs> no, I have not. Food goes in, poop comes out. Can't explain <laughs> that. <laughs> no. I'm totally lost. I'll show it to you after the podcast. Okay. Obviously, Porto One was released before the Bill O'Reilly ruckus. <laughs> what the hell was he talking about portals for? <laughs> You'll understand once I show right, it to you. All right, okay. Food goes in, poop comes out. I can't explain that. <laughs> yeah, you can actually. I'm not according to Bill O'Reilly. No. But, but uh, anyway, I noticed the further I went throughout the the puzzles, the more I wanted to try to break the game. How do you figure you're going to break it? You're kind of. I was trying to go against the grain and solve the puzzles in manners that. They did not, or, or in ways that weren't intent, the puzzle was not intended to be solved. Like how? Okay, well, there's one, there's one level that you have to sort of aim those energy billets, those, those energy balls, yeah. to raise platforms. And there's three platforms you gotta raise. Well, there's a bunch of security cameras in a little hidden room. And, a, and you have a couple of, I, I, actually, I think you only get one cube. Well, I, I made a pyramid out of the cube and the cameras. So I didn't even do the fucking test. I just climbed up the wall that way. Totally <laughs> snuck around this. Well, that's perfect. Hey, it's however you solve it. Yeah, and that was the the beauty about Portal One is because if you listen to the developer commentary, some of the points they've actually said. Now there are several ways to solve this uh, to solve this puzzle, and uh, there was one where the um, as you approach this wall, stairs will rise up, and then once you get to the top, the, the stairs will go back down. What you're supposed to do, you're supposed to hit a button and then rush to the platform before it turns off, and then once it turns off, you ride the platform up and change levels. Mm -hmm. Super easy puzzle. My dumbass, still in game-breaking mode, decided I wanted to do this a hard way, so I thought I was being clever. I was not being clever. But you can actually shoot a portal near the platform, and then get up to the top of the of the ledge, let the stairs go back down, shoot another portal, jump into that portal, and then your momentum will carry you 
to the to the platform to where you won't have to ride the elevator. Oh. When all you had to do was hit a fucking button. Then <laughs> you just totally surpassed the easy way. <laughs> I just I overthought the entire thing. Yeah, well, I remember the first Portal because I played it recently. We're talking back in February or no March. Played it when last I first year. when I got my new com uh my new computer because uh I didn't have a computer that could handle the graphics back back then. And if, you know, at first, like the first what ten fifteen levels or so. I mean, it gets increment. It gets a little bit harder each time, but they're easy. Yeah, I like had no trouble solving them all. I'm like, ah, oh, this is really easy. And then eventually, you start hitting a wall where it starts getting harder and harder. And it's just hard enough to make you like, say, oh god, it doesn't make you cheat. Where you're like, oh, I gotta look this up online or something. But like, maybe I'd have to go away from it for a while and then come back to it. Yeah, and see it in a different way. Yeah, it calmed down a little bit. So, so, oh, yeah. so you don't have just a screen of red blinding your view to the to the solution. <laughs> I'm like a race car in the red. <laughs> I'm a mushroom cloud blade, motherfucker, motherfucker. Oh, the Pulp Fiction references. <laughs> Can never have enough of those. Guns of the Narrowed. <laughs> but continue. Yeah. So uh, the last couple puzzles were were a bit rough, but I got through them. But it takes on a whole new, it takes on a whole different thing. Like, throughout the, throughout the first portal, you're seeing different, like, drawings and stuff, right? The, the first what? The fir- the first portal game, you're seeing, like, different signs of life. You know, like drawings, oh, or yeah. maybe a wall's kind of pulled back. Yeah. Or you can kind of see a hidden layer behind it all. Yes, you can see the, um, those who have come before you. And the last part of the game, you're basically skipping all the different rooms and just going through the, the back. And seeing all the machinery and all that, I like that was like the best part of the game. I don't like that part of the game. No, no, that I hate that part of the. Game. I guess because I guess it's more the color. You're still solving stuff. Yeah, you're still solving stuff, but I, I, I just, I'm not a fan of the environment. I oh, because every game's done industrial out, out the ass. I don't think it's so much the industrial. I think it's just everything's brown. Yeah. Everything is a brown rust color. When, yeah, when before you had a clean white and blue sanitary room. Okay, everything's dirty. Yeah, now everything's dirty. I feel dirty. You are dirty. Dirty boy. Thank you for participating in this Aperture Science computer-aided enrichment activity. Goodbye. Now, I remember the part, what is quote-unquote the final level, Mm -hmm. where the elevator is slowly lowering you into a pit of fire. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, what the... Is this one of those deals where I'm supposed to die? Yeah, I just, I kept going with it. I didn't know what to do, like, but it, it was funny. <laughs> it's funny how you mentioned that. It completely takes you out of the game for a second. You're like, well, what's, what, what am I, what's happening? <laughs> I thought it was kind of a, you know, having played a lot of RPGs, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of RPGs where it's a scripted event where you must die in order to advance the story level, the storyline. So you thought you had to die? I thought I had to, I thought I was supposed to go in the in the fire, and then... I started looking around, thinking, no, I can't, no, this can't be it. So I started looking around, I said, well, there's some ledge over there. Let me shoot a portal gun over there. Oh, okay, so I can put a portal on that wall. I can put a portal on the wall next to me. Let Mm -hmm. me just jump through, let's see what happens. And then GLaDOS starts bitching at me. So I said, oh, okay, I guess I did it right. Stop what you are doing and assume the party escort submission position. (laughs) You didn't die. Please lay down and assume the party submission position or the party retrieval submission position or something. Right, because all it was about, it led up to cake. That was the... What cake? The main thing, remember? Yes. The, the whole, what they were talking about, and all the, 
And then you will just be clean. Just a huge buildup. And then there will be cake. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was no cake. It's a lie, goddammit! Fucking lie. Yeah. God, did that get overused. Ugh. Ugh. It's like the Trash Force. Enough already. I know. I can outdo things. It's not funny anymore. You've ruined, ruined it. Ruined it. The sentries I liked in the game. Pick them up and move them around and run them into other sentries. And they talk to you. Yes, they do. Adorable. The, the sentries are adorable. I almost feel somewhat guilty when I run them through the screen that separates the testing area from the elevator. You know how they disintegrate and they start crying? Oh, yeah. I, I, sometimes I feel guilty. Depends on how much well, they, they shoot, shoot at you anytime they see you. I know. I always thought that was funny. If you're up against the wall and they start shooting at you and you turn around, the fucking wall just painted in red. <laughs> like, God damn, I have that much blood in me? Jesus. You can survive quite a few blasts before you get taken out. Do you remember the level close to the end? It's gigantic, huge, wide open. Yeah, maybe. Where you had to do a bunch of portal flings. Get Rushdie's there. Fling yourself. Fling into space. We. On the first one, right? Yeah. Yes, on the first one. Yeah, yeah. Now, the the flinging levels, I wish there were more slinging levels. I actually like flying through space. Yeah, because you're constantly launching portals. Yes. It actually, to get... I, I actually required me to think at a, on a real-time level and not just stand around and try to find the, the magic portal-taking wall. Yeah, exactly. Man, I actually have to think on the fly here. Well, you found me. Congratulations. Was it worth it? Because despite your violent behavior, the only thing you've managed to break so far is my heart. Maybe you could settle for that and we'll just call it a day. I guess we both know that isn't going to happen. You chose this path. Now I have a surprise for you. What did you think? The, the first... Oh, I had a hell of a time with the boss, though. Oh, I ruined it and I saw a video before you actually played the game. Well, it was easy enough to figure out, throw away the pieces... Into the incinerator. Yeah. The pieces that fall off it. And it's easy enough to get the balls to fall off, but some of them I had a hell of a time getting to. Like, one was trapped in the netting. Yeah, they, I, and I think that's random, too. Yeah, it might have been. I'm pretty sure. I played it through it three times now, and it seems every time I play through it, the the balls, the emotion balls or wherever they are, always end up in a random spot. Yeah, that was a bit of a pain. God damn, move away the fuck up there, Jesus Christ. Now I have to fucking do this, and go way over there, and go fucking pick it up on the fly. God damn it! I missed it, and I got to do it all over again. <laughs> so you had a you had a hard time just picking up the balls. You didn't. You were able to put two and two together and say, "Okay, there's a rocket launcher. Let me just shoot it at her." Well, I could sh I could I could hit her fine. Okay. But the balls that flew off, some of them would be hard to get to. Yeah. Okay, so that's what gave you fits, not the. Yeah, I ended up dying once I figured out what to do. I was too late, and I died from the neurotoxin. God. The second time I played, I I was able to do it real quick because I knew how to get them all. Gotta catch them all. That's right. Now, Pokemon. Now, did you... You played after the update. So, once the laboratory blew up and you're outside, the robot drug you away, right? Correct. Okay. Now, before, that wasn't there. Oh, really? That was not there. So, when there was an update to Portal, everybody shat bricks. So, everybody went through their first Portal game trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. And all these clocks were put in different spots, and the clocks had, um, I think, would play Morse code or play some sort of um, weird sound bit. And gamers, being as smart as they are, actually decoded all that. And there were actually some some of them had images hidden within the sound file. Okay. And there was even one of them which directed a person if they 
decoded it or did whatever they did to the sound file. It would they it, they had to have a 9600 baud modem in order to dial into a used message board that piggybacked off of a printer. I think it was a printer company's web server. Yeah, it was so just completely off the wall for um. It, it's just this gigantic Easter egg hunt. Wow, I totally missed the ball on that. Well, I'm not smart enough to figure all that out. And I don't have a 9600 baud modem to dial in the website. Yeah, whoever does. But Valve does get pretty creative when it comes to updates. Gotta give them credit mm. on that. Yeah, I guess so. But Portal 1, fantastic game. Loved it. Yep, loved it too. We'll play it usually twice twice a year now. And it didn't take that long to beat them. No. It was kind of, it was rather short. Oh, no, once you know what you're doing, you can have it knocked out in about two hours. This was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction. Aperture science. We do what we must because we can. For the good of all of us, except the ones who are dead. But there's no sense crying over every mistake. You just keep on trying till you run out of cake. And the science gets done and you make a neat gun for the people who are still alive. I'm not even angry. I'm being so sincere right now. Even though you broke my heart and killed me. It's you. It's been a long time. How have you been? I've been really busy being dead. You know, after you murdered me. Okay, look. 
We both said a lot of things that you're going to regret. But I think we can put our differences behind us. For science. You monster. Now, Portal 2. Much, much hyped up over Portal 1. And I think that was actual... That played against it. Well, well, first, it's how many years in between them? It was quite a bit. You were in hibernation for 9999999. I'm talking about actual real life years. Uh, real life years? I think a year and a half, two years. Uh, three years, I think, maybe. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a while in between both games. Might have been three years. But, yeah, and everybody was outstanding with the first one. So, of course, the hype is going to build once you know there's a second one coming. Oh, yeah, Valve saw money, dollar signs. And when the first game was more, in, I mean, indie, I don't think Valve was even a part of it at first. They bought it off somebody, didn't they? I have no idea. I don't know the whole story. But uh, now Valve put everybody on their team into making the second game. And I'm not sure if that's good or bad for the, for Portal 2. Right. Because I, I enjoyed it, but I thought it was a little easy easier as far as how to move around the maps. Not as far as the puzzles themselves, but as far as the, the actual mechanics of gameplay. Well, there's not much... Yeah, it's easier to get around, I figure. Well, the thing that kind of annoyed me was, let's say you shoot a portal somewhere, and then you shoot a portal right, uh, right or not right below you, but below you off a ledge, so you're going to jump down 50 feet into the portal. The portal funnels you into itself. Did it? Yes, it, fu- it would funnel you into, into itself. So in Portal 1, if you were just a pixel off, you would hit the ground, and you had to start all over again. In Portal 2... If you were, let's let's say, a good five feet off, the portal would would gradually suck you in to where you wouldn't miss. Oh wow, I didn't notice that. And I wasn't too big a fan of that because it took a little bit of skill out of it. Also, I would say damn near every puzzle, it became glaringly obvious what you were supposed to do. Okay, there's a port. That's the only wall up there that will take a portal. Maybe I should put a portal up there because that's the only fucking wall that I can shoot at. Okay. So it took a little Did it bit give of... you a bunch of options to confuse you? No, it was except for when it came to the paint. The paint was a little confusing at times. Oh yeah, but other than that, how, just the game pretty much telling you portal goes here. Yeah, because I'd usually sp- spray paint everywhere and try to figure it out from there. Put spray paint. Oh, there's the paint. Yeah, just portal it everywhere, cover everything, making a mess of things. Uh, Clean that mess up. Like a child writing on the walls. I think some of the puzzles were harder. Some of them were harder, but like I said, I would say that they're harder on the paint levels. Okay. Because there are some, I think there were two maps, I actually had to look up a walkthrough to figure it out. But I was under the influence of a substance at the time, so that's my excuse. Well, I like the beginning, so I played it right between, I played them pretty much back to back. So after I beat the first portal, I already had Portal 2, it already came out. Or maybe I waited till it was released, which was a couple weeks, and I played it. And it, the graphics, amazing, because I was playing on the highest resolution possible. So the whole physics, the physics and all that stuff was perfect. Um, uh, it's kind of interesting, because you notice, like, there's, like, big chasms. Like, okay, you do these puzzles and all that, and all of a sudden, you have to walk through, a, like, these big environments. But all you have to do is basically walk through them. Yes. Just traverse. There's no puzzling for a while. Right. That seemed a little weird to me. It did break the the I guess mold, if you will, of Portal. Yeah. Uh, I thought it got a little long. Same. Because toward the end, I'm thinking, oh fuck, just end this shit already. 
It got extremely repetitive. I mean, you can only do puzzles for so long before your brain just says, okay, I've done enough puzzles. Right. And the bigger the room, the harder it is to figure out what to do in it. Especially in the cave area. I remember the cave. Yes, Cave Johnson. All right, I've been thinking. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Get mad. I don't want your damn lemons. What am I supposed to do with these? Demand to see life's manager. Make life rue the day it thought it could give Cave Johnson lemons. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's going to burn your house down with the lemons. I'm going to get my engineers to invent a combustible lemon that burns your house down. He says what we're all thinking. You know, that's the um, uh, Jonah Jameson dude that did the voice from Spider-Man. What's he off of? Oh, yeah, 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 I know him, yeah. He's done some other cool. He's done, like, farmer's insurance commercials and all this other stuff. Cave Johnson here. Now, the voice, the whole voice acting about with uh, GLaDOS and Cave Johnson, all that was just spot on. Yeah, the voice acting, I can't complain. The humor and everything. The humor felt a little bit, a little forced at times, though. As if the writers said, all right, we need to have something funny at this point. Yeah, they're trying to overtop what the first one did as far as humor. Yes. They're definitely doing that with being just outlandish on what the guy's saying. Especially with all the... I, I did like all the homeless comments. What was the homeless comments? Oh, all the test subjects were homeless people. Oh, okay. I don't remember any homeless. of them, but there was usually... It usually involved taking a shower and then collecting their payment from whatever secretary, if they survived. Yeah, and there's one section that was supposed to have zombies or something from what the test did to them. I think I remember that. Yeah, there was a lot. This is a definitely a lot longer game. Yes, it is. What, 12 hours, 9 hours? Yeah, I'd say about... That sounds about right. Now, there's a whole conspiracy going on between Cave Johnson, Caroline, or Caroline, who is GLaDOS, and Shell, which is the protagonist. Is that Shell is the offspring of Caroline and Cave Johnson, and Caroline was uploaded into GLaDOS by Cave Johnson before he died. Now, where do they come up with this? I'm not sure. I never really nonsense. read too much into it. But I believe the most telling thing was the potatoes. There was an actual potato project that Shell did as a child that was on display. Oh. The light bulb being being powered by a potato. Right. That was an interesting twist. Yes. <laughs> That's your, en- your your main enemy, GLaDOS, at the beginning. Is now a potato. Uh, yeah, and kind of you're working together. Now let me just skewer your body onto my portal gun here. <laughs> and then carry you around. I did like at the end where she says, before nobody nobody fed me to birds or turned me into a potato, I had a pretty good life. <laughs> definite, definite smartass. I did like Wheatley. Wheatley was a nice addition. Yes. And then he tries to kill you. Yeah, that that's a bit of a problem. Just becomes drunk with power. Yeah. And it's funny because he, he's basically just retarded. <laughs> so everything he does is just totally messed up. <laughs> All the puzzles are effed up. You can't even figure out what what's going on. And apparently, when you solve a puzzle, it actually gives the AI an orgasm. At first. At first. But then he's, yeah. And then he just he just becomes infuriated because he's doing them so fast that he's getting diminishing returns on the orgasm. Yeah. Like, what do you expect, dude? You beat off eight times a day, each one's going to be less and less. Or in his case, it was like 20 times a day. Yeah, he was just going crazy he's with gonna it. going to be raw at the end. And I love how you can corrupt all, all the sentinels. Or cent- centuries. Yes, you can. You actually turn we them into... make them all stupid. <laughs> you put a retarded sentry in the little reader machine, and then you hit the... Yeah. You hit the button, and there, and then all sentries after that are just dumb. Oh, 
fuck. Hold on for a second, my boss is calling. Alright, I'm back. Continue. Sorry about the rude interruption, but my boss called me and I we had to stop stop recording for a moment so that I can figure out if I actually had to go to work right then and there without ever getting a fucking wink of sleep, but luckily I I just had to it was just a change of venue for tonight. Well that's good. But uh okay, can you remember what you're talking about, Don? Yeah, the sentries. Remember where they dropped down in this dark room? Oh, yeah. Like a bunch of them, but they're all stupid and they're just saying hi and all this other shit. And, and later they they just become all sorts of mutate mutated with cubes, cubes. yes. The companion cubes. It's as if you know, you know the the whole sentry merging with the cube deal reminded me mm-hmm. of the fly, the movie The Fly. Okay. Where at the end of the movie, where the Brundle fly was fused with part of the of the pod, so when he comes out of the third pod, he's got a fucking door sticking out of his ass. He can't move. Oh, okay. Yeah. You probably haven't seen that any time recently, have you? No. Okay, so you have no idea what I'm talking long, about. Long time ago. Yeah, kind of vague. It's kind of, actually a good movie, considering it's back in the 80s. Yeah, not that many good ones in the 80s. It's actually nominated for an Oscar. The Fly? Yes! That's crazy. I know. Shows you the caliber of movies back then in the 80s. Exactly. Gonna get off track for a moment. Hollywood is out of fucking ideas. You think so? They're yeah. remaking... The f- they're remaking Total Recall of all fucking things. Are they going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger in it? I don't think they're going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Why make why remake Total Recall? I don't Recall? know. Are you, are you serious? Yeah, I mean, yes, I'm dead serious. Do an IMDB check. There's also Smurfs. They're doing Smurf movie. 2012, no shit. Um, for the anime fans out there, Akira, they're remaking that as a live action deal. So that's just going to be horrible in and of itself. Well, I told you once, and this was years back, a couple years back, they were planning on a 7-2. A 7-2? Or basically another movie for the movie 7. Oh! What? That was on, that was on Rotten Tomatoes or some site for a little bit, but, or movies.com or something, but, yeah, I think they never went with it. Because that was only supposed to be a one movie thing with David Fincher or whatever. Did you know that they were going to make a Space Invaders movie? Space Invaders. Yes. It was announced. They are. They are so out. They can't come up with anything new. I don't understand how hard it is. No, no. The problem is, is that everybody's scared now to take chances. So they're just remaking everything. This is this is rampant in the video game industry, where we have eight thousand iterations of Halo. True. And then the, every single fucking MMO is the same thing modeled off of WoW because fucking publishers and and studios are too fucking scared to spend a little bit of money and actually be creative with their fucking games. Yep, if somebody does it, then everybody copies it. Same with the technology industry. Oh, Apple's making tablets now? Oh my god, let's have a thousand tablets out on the market. And the thing is, Microsoft did tablets back in, I, th- I think it was back in the early 2000s. Right. But the technology was too early, nobody accepted it. And then, it, right. oh, because it's fucking Apple, the fucking tablets are fucking cool now. That's the, they decide whatever is the cool thing. I, I, I hate Steve Jobs. I can't wait till he dies of whatever cancer he has. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> Same with George fucking Lucas too. I just want him to die. Why? You don't like uh, his movies? No, not that? after the fucking bullshit that he pe- that he pulled with the uh, Star Wars and... DVD edition. What was wrong with the DVD? No, he, f- he put fucking Hayden Christensen in as Darth Vader at the end of the movie. I did never see that one, so I have not seen. I I've... edition. No, no, in the original Star Wars, at the end of Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. when Luke is looking off, he sees Yoda. He sees Obi-Wan, and then he sees his father, Anakin. Mm-hmm. That was back in, in 1983 when that was done. 
And then George okay. Lucas, I think it was back in 2001, 2002, did the DVD version. And then instead of the dude who did Darth Vader in back in 1983, he put Hayden Christensen in, the guy who did Anakin in the prequels. I mean, fucking, fucking uh, Steven Spielberg. Remember with E.T. At, toward the end where the, uh, the cops had rifles and he replaced them with fucking radios? Yeah, that's so stupid. Yeah, because what, what does that even mean? What are they doing? I don't know. I hate Hollywood so much. And then everything's got to be in three fucking D now. Yeah, that was after Avatar. Avatar said that it's got to be in 3D, even though Avatar wasn't a good movie as far as story. Uh, Avatar was a sh- had a shit story, but visually it was gorgeous. It was done right. That's 3D done right. Yes, but okay, fine. I really don't want to see every movie in 3D. I'm not wearing stupid glasses at home. <laughs> Every every studio said, oh, no, Avatar made billions of dollars. Now we, everything has to be in 3D. But we're not going to do it the way Avatar did. We're just going to have everything fly out at the screen at you. Yeah, pop out 3D like fucking they did in Freddy Krueger movie back in the 80s. <laughs> it's it's not so hard to do. Bad. Oh, that was so bad. It's not hard to do. They could have been doing it forever now. They tried 3D back in back in the 70s and 80s. Didn't work. They're trying it now. It's not working. Like, look at that. Spider-Man, okay, a superhero movie that worked. Okay, everything. Let's do Green Lantern, Green Hornet. Let's try to do Captain America now. Let's try to, I mean, it's just, it's outrageous. And I heard Thor was good, but I refuse to watch Thor. You don't like Thor? Thor is nothing but a Viking Superman. Yeah, there's not much to Thor as far as a superhero. Yeah, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel now. Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 1 was decent. Yeah, those were good. Well, they're bound to get it right a couple times. Of Out of the hundreds of superhero movies. I'm just waiting for a Portal movie. Oh, they do it if they got licensed to. Uh, I, don't, I, I just hope Gabe Newell just tells them the fuck off. There's, there can't, there's nothing there. There's no story there for it. Uh, Alien vs. Predator? They found a way to put a fucking story in that one. Yeah, and they had a couple of those. I saw the first one at the movie theater, and it was laughably terrible. Yeah, we went together. That was Didn't when we, you were okay, still in Ohio. Was that the one we went to? Yeah. Okay. I think they had two two more since then. I think they've literally had three of them, and that was, like, war- terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I can't see anybody going to any of them after the first one. Uh, I went into the movie thinking Alien versus Predator. Okay, that's what it should be. Alien versus Predator. But instead, it be turned into Predator and Human versus Alien. I don't want to fucking watch the human. I could watch an entire two-hour fucking movie without any dialogue whatsoever, and I would be absolutely happy. Interstellar 5555 had zero dialogue. All that had was just a soundtrack, uh, the entire discography of, um, fuck, what's their, what's their name? Daft Punk, their music. Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, they're getting it wrong. It was like back in the 20s. Who was it? I think Mr. Whoever, uh, Mr. Warner, who founded Warner Brothers, he actually quoted, I, I might have my person wrong, but I believe it was him who said this. Who wants to listen to talking films? Who wants to hear actors speak? That was when they were making the transition from silent movies to speakies. Yeah. And I can kind of agree with him on that. There are some films where, no, nothing d- needs to be said. You get those old horror films where it's just a scary soundtrack. Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, Nosferatu. It's a man who knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay, so movies are different now. There's some good ones out there, but right now, I don't want to see remakes done. I really don't want to see... Like, I didn't like The Last Indiana Jones, that one where there's aliens. I refuse to watch it. you never seen it? I've never seen it. I refuse to watch it. Flat out refuse. How come? I want to remember... It's like the South Park show. 
the South Park episode. I want to remember Indy for what he was. Yeah. I don't want to see the fridge get new. <laughs> I have seen that scene just for the just for the sheer hilarity. Yeah. And I'm sure Harrison Ford during that scene he's thinking, God damn it. But it's a payday, so I'll keep my mouth shut. Yeah, whatever, you know, I make money off it, so I know that's exactly what he's thinking. He was he was thinking like God, this is so fucking ridiculous, I want to punch George Lucas and Steven Spielberg in the head. But they're paying me twenty million dollars, so I'm not gonna say anything. I'm surprised they haven't done E. T. again. Although they kinda did with Super Eight. That's kind of on the same lines as an E.T. movie. I haven't seen it. That was all right. Should, should we get back on track? I guess so. I think we've ranted totally. about movies and ranted about Hollywood enough. Yeah. So when you meet or when you get to the final area, right? let's go before that. Mm-hmm. When it's the part where you die and Wheatley is going to smash you into a bloody pulp with a bunch of... Spiked walls. Yeah, spiked walls. Yeah. Did you have the same feeling as the first portal? Or were you no. just like, oh, there's a fucking wall over there. Let me just go over there. No, I didn't have the same feeling. I didn't either. I think that's what they were going for. But since they had already done it in the first portal, it was kind of expected. So, yeah, and, and also the fact, okay, huh, I'm surrounded by 20 panels filled with spikes. I'm not supposed to be standing here right now. Yeah, you know you're not going to die in this one. Yeah, and I saw the wall where I had to get away from it, so it wasn't that surprising. I should have waited around and let him kill me. I I I do want to reload that level and one let him just stand there, let him kill me, see what happens. Two, escape, let the the things smack into nothing, and then Wheatley says, "Okay, just come back and we'll work this out," and then actually go back and see what happens. Oh, you came back. I didn't. Oh, I didn't plan for this. Uh, can't reset the death trap. Um. Oh, could you could you just jump into that pit? Would you just jump into that pit for me? You're saying to yourself, why should I jump in the pit? I'll tell you why. Guess who's down there? Your parents! You're not adopted after all. It's your natural parents down there in the pit. Should have mentioned it before, but I didn't. So jump on down and reunite with mummy and daddy. Jump back into the... Yes. Out of the hole and just stand there and see? Yes. Yeah, I wonder if that would break it, or would he actually try to destroy kill you again? And then just start climbing on everything. But, and you get to the the actual GLaDOS room. Which confuses me, because the GLaDOS room is now clean. It's not overgrown with plants. Which I can only assume that Wheatley did some gardening while we were farting around testing. Oh yeah, they were rebuilding some of the puzzle areas too at the same time. Yeah, that, they, they failed to explain that. Or maybe they did and I just didn't catch it. Did you figure out the moon real quick? Well, here's the thing. You know that room with the button that you're supposed to press? Ah, I know exactly. I had a hell of a time with that. (laughs) You couldn't get in there, could you? No, because I didn't see the one on the ceiling. (laughs) I played that last night. I I played through that last night because I was doing some checks on my graphics card because I think my card's going bad. And I I played through that whole thing and I'm thinking, what the fuck did I do last time? I'm shooting all over the fucking room through the fence. Nothing's working. Yep. And I thought, oh, motherfuckers, right above me, right above the button. It took me minutes <laughs> roaming around, and they're acting like it's a big deal, like you have to get to it fast. There's no time limit on that. So it's so GLaDOS is kind of, not GLaDOS, but whatever. It's kind of out of it. We, Weasley, is it? Wheatley. And uh, finally I see it. God, it took forever, it felt like. <laughs> oh, it's on the top of the ceiling. Damn it. I'm thinking there's some other trick to it. Get to the button. I can't get to the damn button. I think that's going to be one of those points in a video game where I just can't figure it out. Like, what was that? There was um one part in one game. 
uh, what was it? What was it Chrono Trigger? I think it was Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. No, it was Chrono Trigger. The whole walking around in a circle that I could never get right. And you ha- in order to learn the magic, you have to walk around the, the room in a clockwise three times that I could oh, never yeah, get yeah. right. That's right. So every time I play Portal 2, that's going to be the spot where I just forget and I'm going to spend five minutes cussing at my monitor because I can't figure it out. I didn't know it was that simple. I didn't look. I could have sworn I looked all over that room in there trying to shoot portals everywhere. Well, you spent the last 12 hours overthinking everything. Yeah. And then they, they present to you, yeah, it's just, just two meters above you. Yeah, well, that's on the ceiling. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, for the moon bit, honestly, I wasn't even thinking about it. You just I shot. saw the moon up there, and I just I just shot a portal at it, <laughs> and it blinked. I'm like, oh, I was supposed to do that. No, when the when the moon appeared, I said, really, guys, you're making this kind of obvious. Uh, I can tell that I'm supposed to shoot at the moon. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm supposed to shoot at the moon. That was a pretty cool sequence. Yes, it was, and it just happened to be right at the lunar landing site. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, what are the odds? Got a good shot. I love you, space. Space, so much space. Need to see it all. You are the farthest ever in space. Why me, space? Because you are the best. I'm the best at space? Yes. Space court. For people in space. Judge, judge, space. Sun presiding. Bam. Guilty. Love being in space. I'm in space. Please go to space. Space. Wanna go to space. <laughs> Gotta go to space. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I'm in space. Space. Space! I'm in space. I'm in space. Where am I? Guess. Guess, guess, guess. I'm in space. Space! Space! What I thought was funny, as soon as I ended up, I guess, kind of, sort of, on the surface of the moon, and then that, uh, the space robot went flying out, I said, ah, little, little foretelling of what's gonna happen. Because you meet the, the space, I'm in space, or I want to go to space robot before all the all the shit hits the fan. So when I first saw it, I said, "Yeah, he's just he's corrupted. I'm not even gonna bother with him." I think I remember that. Yeah, is he in a pile with the other ones? Yes, he is. Okay. Now at the end, when you're on the elevator ride and the elevator stops, you think you're gonna get out, mm-hmm. and the door opens and you have four sentries staring right at you. Oh yeah. Did you, did you shit your pants? Uh, I knew it was too good to be true. That's what I figured. <laughs> well. For about five, I wouldn't even say five seconds, about maybe a second or two, I saw that. I'm like, what the fuck? I cannot get out of this. Exactly. And I, I, and the back of my brain was telling me, dude, you're retarded. Look at the fucking graphics. That's a fucking movie. Yeah, it was just a movie, wasn't it? I'm trying to remember it now. Yeah, but just that whole prefrontal cortex processing the information said, ah, she tricked you. Look at that. You know... Being Carolyn taught me a valuable lesson. I thought you were my greatest enemy, when all along you were my best friend. The surge of emotion that shot through me when I saved your life taught me an even more valuable lesson. Where Carolyn lives in my brain. Carolyn, delete. Goodbye, Carolyn. You know, deleting Carolyn just now taught me a valuable lesson. The best solution to a problem is usually the easiest one. And I'll be honest, killing you is hard. You know what my days used to be like? I just tested. Nobody murdered me, or put me in a potato, or fed me to birds. I had a pretty good life. And then you showed up, you dangerous, mute, lunatic. So you know what? 
You win. Just go. It's been fun. Don't come back. Well, yeah, at the end there, she... It sounded like she changed and all that, and then she kind of, like, cut some of her memory out. Yeah, and then when it said Carolyn, deleted. I'm thinking, fuck, I don't want to fight her. I just want the game to be over. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, she's going to kill me now. And then she says the most brilliant thing ever. What's that? She says, the best solution to a problem is usually the easiest one. So instead of trying to kill you, which has been so difficult, she just lets you go. And that was the surprising thing. Yes. Because the music changed and started getting all dark and and, and increased in tempo. And I'm thinking, oh, now she's going to rape my face. I don't have a portal gun anymore. But I got to say, the end, the ending song was not as good as the first one. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they tried it again. It was good. Yeah, I got no complaints. They did an okay job. At least you got back your companion cube. Yeah, that gets spit out at the end. <laughs> I did laugh when that happened. You're looking around in the cornfield. I said, you know, I'm thinking, oh, okay, it's all over. Then the door opens. I'm thinking, now what? And there's a companion cube. Oh, look at that. <laughs> and so this means it's over, right? I I don't see how a sequel could be made after that. Unless it's from somebody else, another person. No, yeah. it's got to be Shell. That's what I'm saying. Who else would it be? That's what I'm figuring. Well, that's it. The Portal series. Great games. Very good games. Portal 2, not not so much the second coming as the first one, but still good nonetheless. Get, it always gets overhyped. Well, I think that's it. I think we hit our hour mark. Yes. All right. This has been the Retro RPG Off-Topic Show. My name's Derek. My name's Don. And the next game will be Blyle Arms. And hopefully we can get it in about two, three weeks from now. Will it just be one show, or will it be... Uh, I think... I don't know. I don't know. I'm leaning towards two shows because I've never played this game before. Yeah, who knows? The next game after that one will be three shows. Uh Uh-oh. It's a little hint. It's a biggie. It is a biggie. Bye. Bye. Well, here we are again. It's always such a pleasure. Remember when you tried to kill me twice? Oh, how we laughed and laughed, except I wasn't laughing Under the circumstances, I've been shockingly nice You want your freedom taken That's what I'm counting on I used to is heavy. Now little Carolyn is in you too. One day they woke me up so I could live forever. It's such a shame the same will never happen to you. You got your short set life That's what I'm counting on. I'll let you get Did you think I meant you? That would be funny 
if it weren't so sad. Well, you have been replaced. I don't need anyone now. When I delete you, maybe I'll stop feeling so bad. Go make some new disasters. That's what I'm counting on. You're someone else. I wish I could take it all back. I honestly do. I honestly do wish I could take it all back. And not just because I'm stranded in space. I'm in space. I know who you are, mate. Yeah, we're both in space. Space! Anyway, you know, if I was ever to see her again, do you know what I'd say? I'm in space. I'd say, I'm sorry. Sincerely. I am sorry I was bossy and monstrous. And I am genuinely sorry. I'm in space. The end.